So often, we leave ourselves behind in the pursuit of this world. The acknowledgement, acceptance, and love of our true core self is rarely present, but it is the order of the day. Hi, my name is Asia, but you can call me Mawaya. And Mawaya stands for meet you where you are. And in this space, I want you to be able to look at yourself without fear, without hate, and without judgment. Transform the inside so as to transform your outside. Let's get it in. Well, hello. Welcome back, tribe. This is your host, Moaya, here to bring you another episode of Soul Chat Saturdays. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening and engaging the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, If you haven't done so already, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and give it a thumbs up, a five-star review. Um, however you are able to rate the podcast that just helps me helps me get to more people if you're really feeling the messages and um, resonating with what I'm saying um, you know help me reach more people and um, that'll be you know let's let's expand this community out so thank you so much and let's go ahead and get right into the topic so today I want to talk about the not so welcoming topic of pretty privilege, why you are good looking and yet you have low self-esteem and what can we do about that? So I know this topic is a little touchy only because (laughs) the idea like pretty privilege or, you know, for the male version, like handsome privilege, I guess, is, uh, is one of those topics that's like really, you know, it's called pretty privilege for a reason. What could possibly be the downsides? Um, yeah, you get opportunities handed to you. What's the big deal? Us normal or ugly looking folks out here, you know, we can't relate. So be quiet. Keep your privilege to yourself. Nobody cares. And I'm here to refute that. I'm here to talk about it. It is a, it is something that people deal with and struggle with. It is uh, not what is cracked up to be. It has its positives and it has its negatives. And the whole idea behind this podcast is to get into those nooks and crannies so that everybody has a pleasant experience while they are alive on this earth. And that includes good looking people as well. Um, so I will speak to the, those who deem themselves as not good looking. You know, this is this is a very subjective Uh, opinion so it is your own opinion so if you deem yourself not good looking and not having any privileges when it comes to your physical appearance then you have an advantage already and I'm I'll get into that a little bit further so let's go ahead and define what pretty pretty privilege handsome privilege is Um, essentially it is gaining uh, opportunities uh, advancement and access based on solely on your physical appearance and this can be something that you purchased via cosmetic surgery or it could be just a naturally you know you're just your natural genetic disposition and you just hit the genetic lottery pretty much and you you are able to get opportunities you're able to move in spaces you're treated differently um, based solely on your physical attractiveness and of course there's levels in pretty privilege 
you know, we live in a European, white European uh, culture where the closer you are to whiteness, the closer you are to thin thinness is going to be praised higher in a hierarchy. And then the further you are away from that, the less uh, you are deemed attractive and the less you're able to move into these spaces. And of course, there's nuances because there are attractive people in every race and there are attractive people in every size. And again, it's subjective. So we're going to go with the objective, you know, view of it. Where, where there is a standard of beauty. And we know this based on what is pushed in the media, where, you know, what do models look like in today's time? What have we valued as attractive? So we looked at, looking at, you know, uh, was it influencers on Instagram and, and, and all, you know, I guess TikTok. Um, those people are famous based on how they look. And, so that's where we're going to start. We're going to start with that objective where everybody can agree that this is what is deemed attractive in society today. So why do these people have low self-esteem and how do we know they have low self-esteem? Well, I want to use, let's use the Kardashian clan as our example. And this is not to hate on them. They are real people. And they have feelings and emotions just like everybody else. But they are they are a, a public they are public figures, and we can use them as an example. So, objectively speaking, I think most people would say that they are an attractive family, and it's, it's irregardless of of the surgeries that they've had versus their natural look and what they would have looked like without the surgeries, even with the surgeries into account this is what they're they physically present to us in the public and objectively we can all say most of us will say that they are an attractive family and yet we know that a lot of them i'm not going to speak for every sister or even the mom but we know that they do have low self-esteem they do have hints of they don't really love themselves because they use a lot of filters i think that uh Chloe, I don't even really know the name of that. Chloe, Chloe, the tall one, you know, has been scrutinized because of her filters that she's used where her hands don't match her face as far as like the complexion goes and uh, the the transformation that she's gone through with her plastic surgeries. You can look at Kylie and you can see how drastic her face looks compared to her natural face. Um, and and why did she choose to go that route to completely change her physical appearance to fit the Instagram, you know, checklist pretty much. And then we know Kim Kardashian, we know that her thighs don't even match her butt. So we know that she had some insecurities there when it comes to her, uh, her shapeliness. And uh, I think she's also had some surgeries on her face and her nose and, uh, I think the only one that looks pretty natural is, uh, what's the other Jenner sister? Not Kylie, but Kendall. She looks pretty natural. I wouldn't be surprised if she's gotten a little bit of maybe like lip filler or Botox, but I don't know that. So that's alleged. And, uh, Courtney, she looks pretty, she looks pretty much the same, um, as she's always looked. I'm pretty sure she's had some, you know, some minor things and, that's what they say you should do. You should take it minor, you know, take minor surgeries, not drastic surgeries. But again, we can use those examples of 
choosing to have drastic plastic surgery as an as a way to show that okay they really didn't love themselves prior to this and if they keep getting surgeries that's a testament of like still not feeling comfortable in their own skin still not feeling like they are actually beautiful and that's what happens when you are when you are either born naturally beautiful or handsome or even if you get plastic surgery you don't actually believe that you are this already you don't actually believe that you have a natural beauty and this is where I say that those who don't deem themselves as beautiful or attractive naturally this is where they where y'all have a, a leg up because you were told that your talents lie in in other spaces whether it be your personality or how smart you are or how physically fit you are or how talented you are with a certain um uh activity or hobby and so you were fed love and appreciation and being uplifted in other realms versus like somebody who is naturally born attractive and if they were you know a cute kid and they just never you know everybody has to go through the awkward <laughs> teenage phase where our bodies are growing in, in different proportions and then you but then you get attractive again when you get into adulthood or maybe you just stayed uh you know a good looking person throughout all of those phases those type of children and those type of people were usually only fed upliftment based on their looks and so oftentimes when you are get looking and when you are attractive you that gets over that that shines outshines any other aspect of who you are and many times you don't even know any other part of you you just know that you're attractive and so when it comes to the privilege of that a lot of times people who are attractive will use that as a, a way to gain access to the things that they want they know that they get treated better just based on their looks because evidence has shown them throughout their entire lives that this is what they are uplifted for. So any rational person would use what they're uplifted for to their advantage. And some people will say that's unearned because you may, you're, you know, you just have a, like again, the genetic lottery. You didn't actually work hard to achieve your success. And that's where that shadow comes in because it's like it your successes get diminished to just your looks. And then people reduce you to just your looks and you have reduced yourself to just your looks. So you have less incentive to really explore your personality, to really explore other hobbies and talents that may that you see less conventional, attractive people pursuing, such as like robotics, you know. If you are good looking, you may go towards things that are, that will prize that, that will accentuate that. So modeling, being an influencer, being on camera, being charismatic, um, you know, moving in those spaces. You'll see a lot of uh, women going towards the, the sugar daddy route, you know, and using their looks as an asset. And not really their minds or, you know, they might use their body as an asset. So you go towards like those who go into stripping and escorting and uh, again, modeling. So using your natural features as your asset versus like, versus who you are. And so attractive people, a lot of attractive people with low self-esteem, they only know 
their attractiveness. They don't know anything else about them because nobody's ever poured into them in that way. And some people may be thinking like, well, tough luck on them. You know, it's up to everybody to discover who they are. And you're absolutely right. I'm just explaining how somebody can completely miss that boat um, due to childhood conditioning and only being praised because of how you look. So being your, your, the first compliments that you hear is, oh my gosh, you look really pretty today, or I love what you're wearing or, you know, something dealing with their physical appearance. And it's never like, oh my God, like, I love how you answered that question. You're so smart. You, uh, I love how you are talented in drawing. I love how you put together that puzzle, um, very quickly that shows that you are able to think critically and that's that's a valuable trait so nobody is speaking things like this to them when they're a child and everything that you're fed as a child you're going to try to capitalize on because that signifies closeness that signifies self-worth that signifies what you should value in yourself based on what other people value in you so that is the work of the 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 pretty person with low self-esteem they are they need to start to find other avenues and other things about them besides their looks that feed into their self-worth meter that feeds into their uh, ability to appreciate who they are and to love themselves now the reason why attractive people don't really believe that they are attractive is because they actually never explored their attractiveness for themselves because yes attractiveness is praised in society but when you are the person that's attractive it almost feels shameful to dive into that and to really believe it yourself because we are shamed to uh, as like being cocky or being stuck up or being shallow if we really wanted to love that about ourselves it's it's almost like a double-edged sword like it's something that you're praised for in society but you're also shamed for for even (laughs) agreeing with people about it you know and so it's it you we you have this like two um, conflicting emotions going on and then you see uh, attractive people who use that to their advantage and then they come off cocky well really that's a cover because objectively they know that they can use that they know it's an objective asset so logically speaking yeah i'm going to use this i'm going to speak it up i'm going to play on it i'm going to i'm going to really take advantage of my looks but deep down they don't they can't really connect to themselves as an attractive person because it's a shameful thing to do you're shamed for it and so they don't really know that they are beautiful they don't really feel that beauty because they've been shamed to feel it because then you come across as placing yourself above others and you know things like that so they are haven't even really connected to the beauty the, the beauty that they do have objectively and internally so how do we cure this? And this is this is going to come twofold. There's going to be a two-step process to actually diving into your low self-esteem when you are objectively beautiful and how to really feel beautiful and not in a cocky way, not to be used against other people, but to really feel it so that you can actually exude beauty and not exude low self-esteem. <laughs> 
you know, these, <laughs> so there's a twofold way of doing this. So this is going to be a little bit, uh, counterintuitive, but it's, it's a way to break it, break you down to build you back up. And that's the process for any type of self-love journey. You tend to have to break down and, uh, to be rebuilt. It's called alchemy right? So the first thing that you should do is remove the positive judgment on your physical appearance. You need to neutralize it because your positive judgment on your appearance is, has only been up until this point based on other people's opinions of you and not your own feeling of it and not your own connection to yourself. So you need to neutralize that so as to neutralize other people's opinions of you. So the way to do this is, the way I have done this is I just stare in the mirror and I say, this is just my face. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, it's not positive or negative. This is just my face. Like, just like anybody's face. This is just my face. This is just my body. It does, it is just a fact of life that I have a face and I have a body. Now, whether somebody thinks that this is attractive, that's their opinion. Whether somebody thinks that it's unattractive, that's their opinion. But at the end of the day, this is just my face and I own it. I it's my face, it's on me. I have to I have to reclaim that for myself. So I kind of just repeat that. To myself as I stare at myself in the mirror to neutralize any positive or negative feelings I have about my physical appearance this is just my face almost like you're looking at your arm and like this is just my arm I have no positive or negative opinion about it it is just this thing that is here and that I was born with and there it is and that's it doesn't mean anything Then once you are able to neutralize, and this is a practice, everything that I say on this podcast is a practice. So you do it once, it's not gonna, you gotta keep at it. It's not gonna do anything if you just do this once. Every time you have the opportunity to look at yourself and, and do this in all different types of contexts, you know, do it when you have no makeup on and when you are quote unquote unattractive, like in the morning, the when you first wake up and you have like crust in your eye and you just don't look, you know, you don't look together. Do it at that point and say, bro, this is just my face. This is just my face. This is just my body. Here it is. Today we woke up together. This is what it is. Then do it when you are at your looking at your best, when you are feeling like a baddie or you're feeling like a stud, you know, work in those moments and say, huh, and this is just my face. <laughs> no big deal. I did put some makeup on to enhance. I did, you know, put some moisturizer on. You know, I did tone my skin so I can close some pores, whatever, you know, but it's again, no big deal. This is just my face and I'm a rocket. It's mine. I'm taking ownership of it. And that's enough because it's mine and I own that. And I'm blessed to have a face. I'm blessed to have a body that works. I'm blessed to be alive. However, however you need to tell yourself. Take it in another context. Do it when you're having a breakout, you know, acne breakout. Or do it when somebody gives you an, a compliment. You know, thank them for the compliment, thank you. But know that that is just their opinion and not necessarily objective truth. 
uh, for you. It may be an objective truth, like pretty much everybody can agree that you are an attractive person, yes, but it's still a, it's still their opinion, especially when you have a, the opposite opinion. So that's how you know that it can't be too objective if you actually don't like yourself or you actually have low self-esteem. It must be more subjective than we than we want to admit. So you can say, you know, hey, that's, you know, you don't have to say anything to them, but in your mind, as you're thanking them for the compliment, you're like, and it's just my face and they just deem it, that's cool. They deem it attractive, like that's cool. Um, and again, you're neutralizing other people's opinions so that you can find a way to rebuild your opinion of yourself. The next thing that you should do is learn to put more emphasis on how you are treated and how you treat other people. Because a lot of times when you are attractive, you tend to get treated better based on people who have been attractive and then become and then became less attractive, whether it be due to weight gain or scarring or something along those lines. They have they have seen the difference in how people treat them. So we can maybe agree that if you are attractive, you get treated better than if you are not deemed attractive by somebody's opinion. And so learn really take into account how people are treating you and make sure you treat people well as well and put emphasis on that because that speaks to your character and that allows you to really start to get to know yourself based on your character because we all age and we all our faces change our bodies change we may have children in the future as women um we may you know for men the dad bod and you know the inevitable weight gain that everybody has based on our diets and things like that if we do, if we stop working out or if we can't physically work out anymore um it's uh it's one of those things where you you know physical appearance is not permanent so you have to start to put emphasis on other things so how are you treating people do you deem yourself as a good person do you deem yourself as a uh, as somebody who gives back to their community? Do you deem yourself as somebody who uh, loves people regardless of what they look like? And you can become that example for others to treat people irregardless of how they look because you are treating yourself well irregardless of how you look. Because again, it's just your face. It doesn't have to mean anything. So how are you treating others? How are you uh, developing your character? Now really start to also go into your hobbies. Put emphasis on that. Put emphasis on what are you doing to better yourself, to better your uh, those around you. Have you taken up um, a physical activity? And maybe people will start to compliment you on that. And then you start to say, oh my God, like I am worthy in other areas. I have more to offer than just my looks because I'm exploring all these different things that have nothing to do with my looks. You may be in a room full of other attractive people. And again, since you've neutralized your own opinion and the opinions of other people, it won't trigger you to be around other attractive people because you know that their level of attractiveness doesn't detract from you because it doesn't matter if you're attractive or not. You may be, again, objectively attractive. But it doesn't matter because there's more to you than that. So I know a lot of people get insecure when they already have low self-esteem. If 
they are around other attractive people or they are around people that, that have what they want or what they think think that they lack which they usually don't but they think that they lack in those areas they tend to get insecure they tend to get jealous and you know however you respond however you treat people is going to be how the, your measure of if you are a good person not your physical appearance so if you're taking out your jealousy on them or if you're trying to sabotage other people then that that, that really is who you are and you have to work on that but jealousy and uh you know, feeling intimidated are natural responses and should actually point to the work that you have to do and not to uh, the other person. It has nothing to do with the other person. <laughs> you know, it's everything to do with you and your triggering. So once you start to do this work and neutralizing other people's opinions, the attractiveness of other people won't trigger you anymore because that's not where you placed your value. You know that you're more valuable than your looks. And then you can treat them as such. You can help them neutralize their appearance by, um, you know, just you can still compliment them based on how they look, but you don't have to, um, it doesn't have, the conversation doesn't have to stop there. You can start to work to give them compliments on the things that they contribute. So if y'all are out rock climbing, you know, you can speak to an attractive person and say like, oh my God, like you held onto that rock for so long. I don't know how I would have done it. Uh, I'm very impressed by your skills. And you know, everybody starts to neutralize. Like we all can agree we all are attractive here, right? All right, cool. Now let's move on. <laughs> so the triggering decreases during this process, during this practice. And if we can work on this and if we can really... And, and we can work together. So people who deem themselves less attractive, you can help in this process. This is the light workers work, right? It's not about being triggered and reacting. It's about helping everybody equally, regardless of what you deem you lack and regardless of what you think that other people have. You can we can all work together to make this a pleasant experience. So if you deem yourself less attractive um, or com less conventionally attractive, then you can also help in this process by, again, not emphasizing physical appearance, but helping others realize where other values lie and their talents and, and how smart they are and, and how they give back to their society. So it is a work, a, a working relationship between everybody. And if you are triggered about helping attractive people love themselves more, explore that, explore that into why you think that is. And it could be based on maybe attractive, an attractive person bullied you in school um, again, they don't love themselves if they did that. If an attractive person treats you less than and it's due to your appearance or they make fun of your appearance, it's because it's a projection of how they actually feel about themselves. And you can just sit knowing that a lot of attractive people have low self-esteem and maybe you have a good level, a healthy level of self-esteem because you found other ways to value yourself. So you are ahead of the game when it comes to that. Um, so... This is the talk for today. I'm curious to hear your note. I'm curious to hear your thoughts about this. What do you think about pretty privilege and attractive people with low self-esteem? Have you had to work on this yourself? Um, let me know how practicing neutralizing your opinion and the opinions of others works for you. It definitely worked for me and it helped me be able to give compliments freely to people 
um, you know, regardless of their objective attractive attractiveness, um, because I no longer put emphasis on certain features. Um, and so it just allowed me to be a better person, <laughs> essentially it allowed me to to define beauty in a more broad way, because beauty is not just on these objective features. It's on it's the whole context of the person. You start to be able to appreciate the soul of a person, the essence of a person. And it doesn't matter if they are good looking. You don't have to have this skepticism of a good looking person thinking that they're shallow or that they're going to be mean. I've heard that a lot in my life. People thought that I was stuck up. People thought that I was mean. And I'm like, I am the opposite of all those things. But a lot of people prejudged me and either just d dismissed me, didn't, you know, didn't take me seriously because they just thought that I only thought highly myself based on my looks. And I'm like, no, this confidence stems from a lot more than just looks. And then at the same breath, some people might think that I'm not attractive at all. And that's, again, that's fine. Like beauty is, beauty is subjective. And people sometimes will call you ugly or unattractive because they are hurt um, or because they're dealing with things. So again, it's other people's opinions and it, everybody's got one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but you have to get to that space of really feeling that and knowing that that opinion, a people's opinions of you does not matter. It literally is as permanent as the wind is in this second. So, um, I'm, yeah, I definitely want to hear your stories of what you have experienced with pretty privilege or not having pretty privilege. Um, and how did you deal with that? How did you overcome if you had low self-esteem, even though you were attractive? How did you overcome with that? How did you how did your relationships change because of that? I know mine has changed tremendously because I no longer went into a space thinking that, oh, my God, people are just going to judge me. People are going to think that I'm stuck up like I, that kind of scarred me a little bit for a while. Like I was scared to interact with people because I just thought that they were going to like they would be mean to me because they thought I was going to be mean to them first. And it was kind of like, I'm going to one up you real quick and treat you bad because of, because you might treat me bad in <laughs> that whole defense mechanism. So I experienced a lot of defensiveness and I experienced a lot of, um, diminishing of my efforts. Um, I experienced a lot of, uh, this is weird, but I experienced a lot of jealous men, um, because I have, I'm, I can be successful in a lot of different spaces where men tend to be successful at, or I have some traits about myself that um, are more masculine as far as like my movement in the world and how I can get things done and how I just kind of attack, you know, certain issues and I just get it done. I have, um, you know, that's kind of like that Aries energy. And some men who haven't healed their trauma and they feel not capable to tackle this world, they'll see me and they'll just think, oh, well, it's just because you're attractive. So that's why you were able to accomplish these things. And my, and then they put the emphasis back onto my looks when I have worked so hard to find value in every, in other aspects of myself. So I've experienced that as well. And then, then those men would just like treat me very bad. And is not, these are not even romantic endeavors these are just like co-worker relationships um that's pretty much where it was and like they just they, they had to figure out any way to uplift themselves and the easy way was to just diminish what I did down to just like how I looked and um that's that's painful so 
in this space, we don't diminish people's experiences. Everybody has a valid experience, regardless of any privilege that they have in their life. They have valid experiences. And if we're going to say that we want to be light workers, we want to be lights on this earth, we want a better society, it starts with us. And we have to dismantle our own assumptions and our own uh, our own moral superiority <laughs> in order to actually bring in people and bring them closer and not push them away. So if you want to share your experiences, connect with me. You can email me at tribe at com. Just, you know, let me know how you how you have felt about it. Mawaii is spelled M-Y-W-I-A. So tribe at mawaiatribe.com. Um, you can also connect with me on Instagram and other social media platforms at Mawaii Tribe. And I look forward to hearing from y'all. What do y'all think about this topic? And uh, what was your experiences with it? Do you agree with me? Because you don't have to. So do you, do you disagree with me? And why? You know, let's have a dialogue. So until next time, I will speak to y'all on the, uh, the next Soul Chat Saturdays. Happy journeying.